Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before. But you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet Mesquite Repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Friday. It's 545. My name's John. There's Brady, Brett, Big Dick Toledo. This. It's the morning sickness, and we're ready to go. We had another glorious day here pre-Thanksgiving. And then that's it. Playdio starts on Monday, and the whole world comes oh, to an end. And then, uh, and then we go ahead and have turkey and stare at each other and take a swing at our new gay cousin, and everything's great. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. Brady's going to go to three or four. Invite Brady to your house, and he'll come by. You should do that. There's openings. Yeah, you should do that. You should have people uh, invite you over, and then you grade their Thanksgiving. <laughs> Six. And just the last words you say is, thanks for having me, everybody. Six. And then you just, and then you're, you're out the door. Do one bite Thanksgiving. It's uh, like the uh, one bite pizza review guy. Turkey's a little dry. Well, he did it at my uncle's funeral. Not, nice spread here. It's like he gave it a nice little review at the end. Got a good spread here. Like, you didn't even know my uncle. I met him. There's coffee in it. We were tight. Yeah, tight enough. I mean, <laughs> tight enough to have some of those pinwheels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crush the pinwheels. The best question you can ask somebody at a funeral. What are you doing here? Like Gordon Ramsay now just yeah. shows up and starts raiding That's exactly food. what he was. Donkey, these pinwheels are not fit for the dead body in the box. <laughs> what do you think you're doing? You're going to kill him again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Brady, I think that would be a great idea. Brady, okay, everybody, Brady's here. Hey, folks. How's it going? You're a little turkey? Mm. Four. <laughs> <laughs> That would be awesome. I would pay you to do that. I think that would be a fantastic thing. Because you know you'd give them an honest assessment. I've seen Brady do that to people's like uh, home like parties. Mm, the spread. <laughs> He's upset at spreads. He likes a good spread. Bad spread makes the whole thing good or not. Try not to go to bad spreads, you know? Well, you you know immediately. He talks to you for hours. Well, thanks for having me, Brett. And then he goes over. What do you got here? Ah, common. Typical stuff. These are sub sandwiches, straight out of the plastique. Yeah. Three. Hey, we're having a real nice vegan dinner. <laughs> oh, that's not that. You would I never. wouldn't even go to that. Come on, we would go. Why would you? Even, if somebody even says vegan dinner, you're not going to that. I'm not. Uh, one yeah. at best. One, and that's just because you have a house. That's it. One. 
Zero chance that I'm going to one of those. But yeah, good luck with your Thanksgiving thing. And I think everybody should be more honest about whose Thanksgivings are good and bad because we go to a lot of people's houses and a lot of times they screw it all up. I don't like going outside of my family stuff because it's never that good. I went to Brady's once for a Thanksgiving in March and he deep fried a turkey. That was pretty good. That was my mom's idea. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, that was because you guys didn't have a uh, Thanksgiving that year. So they came out in March, knocked one stiff. It was interesting. Because it's all the food that you think you love about Thanksgiving, and any other day is not very good. So it's only it, good cranberries well, yeah. and stuff are only good yeah, on Thanksgiving. I'm convinced. Yeah, pushing it twice a year. Yeah, Doing it, it the second looks, time kind of pushes it. Well, because yeah. you got all the extra stuff. Like mashed potatoes are fine; they'll live through a year. Turkey's good, but not necessarily in a whole turkey. You wouldn't right. just fire up a whole turkey in April. It's crazy talk. Yeah, with all the turkey available at substations and sandwich places, and like you just go to. Yeah, anywhere you get a turkey sandwich, you don't need a whole turkey in your life. Uh, and then, that's the that's the funny thing. Like the day before Thanksgiving, I can't remember how many times I've had a turkey sandwich before. Like you're going out to lunch. Yeah, well, you if, don't even realize to, how much yeah, you eat it. Oh, I'll do a turkey sandwich. Yeah, go over <laughs> wait a minute, you're gonna pound it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you'll have it the day before. I yeah, see what that's saying. what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't get it. Cranberries they don't just show up at anything else, so they're not very good to most people. We just do it out of tradition. There's tons of food that's just traditionally like there. Not good normally. Candy corn's another one. If candy was, corn's never good. I, that's my argument back to everybody who likes candy corn. If it was good, you'd you'd eat it in like March. It's a good decoration. We've it's had colorful. candy corn in a jar for about ten years <laughs> sure. now. And it tastes the same today as it did when you first <laughs> bought it. It's disgusting. And people who eat candy corn are possibly uh dismissible friends. Like if you found out there was a if you were sitting next to somebody at a ball game and they're just throwing candy corn in their mouth. I'm like, hey, dude, it's June. Like, what are you doing? Oh, I love this stuff. That's somebody you don't want to hang out. That's a murderer. That's somebody who may kill children or something. Candy corn eaters are weirdos. They're, they're in the black licorice family of we can't be friends to me. He'll do the fangs eventually. Right. Eventually you do the funny stuff because they're better as props than they are as a meal. Uh, I did want to start off the entire day uh, back to a heartfelt thing. You know, we tried to do a heartfelt thing yesterday, but Brady absolutely ruined it. <laughs> And proof that you ruined it comes in this email from a lady named Erica. Uh-oh. She said, uh, now, if you were listening yesterday, you heard that uh, the, the, the German shepherd that I did for the Lost Our Home Pet Rescue two weeks ago, the week before I had the COVIDs, uh, was a seven-year-old girl named Gretchen and one of our uh, uh, employees here, uh, Candace, who works downstairs in sales, um, Grabbed Gretchen, got Gretchen, gave Gretchen an amazing situation. Like Gretchen the dog is in a great spot. Gretchen is a seven-year-old German shepherd whose uh, owner passed away rather uh, unexpectedly, even though he's an older man, unexpectedly. Uh, Candace, through some, you know, buying tags and the dog's history, found the old owner's name and just Googled it, and his obituary came up, and the dude was just a German shepherd nut. He was known for having a German shepherd next to him in his own obituary, it said, uh, his beloved Gretchen is now in the care of Lost Our Home Pet Rescue. Please donate to them uh, as they try to find Gretchen a new forever home. It was beautiful. Awesome. It was yeah. beautiful. In his obituary. Well, Brady added into the obituary, guy loved jerking his pod. For no reason at all. Just, <laughs> we love and he was saying he was talking about me. that wasn't the point. Yes, you I missed I the boat I that. didn't miss the boat. You missed <laughs> the boat. I meant it was your obituary. Brady, I would say, love right. dogs and But here's, here's where you have to have a little self-awareness. <laughs> You don't make yourself too clear a lot of the times, and you just fire off something. And I was in the now. There was a time where I said I'd like that in my obituary. Yeah. Then I went back to Ronald. 
Then it was talking about that man's obituary again. You, but what, during that opening, no, no, not during the opening. It was much later when I said. I would like that in my obituary. It'll probably say something about my dogs. I would like my dogs to be taken care of. Then I went back to the story of the man who we were talking about. You started to formulate the joke about my obituary. And when I'm talking about the older man who passed away, suddenly Brady says something to the effect of, yeah, loves dogs and loves jerking it. And I'm like, now I know what you meant because you were thinking about me still, but it came across in a much funnier way that you said this about the strange man. And I could have... I could have nipped that in the butt, but you started reeling on it. I'm gonna, you it was funny. I'm gonna let you go. It, well, you re- well, because I, it's because you had to realize. Oh Jesus! Did I pause? It's like the TV came on. You lost train of thought with what was actually happening in the room. You stared at the TV. You came back to the conversation that you were in, even though it had moved on, and you said what was appropriate 25 seconds ago. It was no longer appropriate. However, it changed in meaning completely. <laughs> Proof of that comes from the lady. Who knows the the guy who died? Boy, what a dick! Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and that's proof of it. Uh, she had no idea why you started to talk about the man's jerking off in the middle, and I'm like, yeah, that's what we all heard. Uh, she said, I work with that man's uh, daughter. His name is Ronald, and I got the uh, permission to say his name. She said uh, it's Gretchen's previous owner. Uh, she uh, doesn't listen to the morning sickness, but I do every day. I told her what you said on the show. Not everything, obviously. I left out Brady's hideous parts about masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> She's very happy to hear that Gretchen is with great people. She said Gretchen is the sweetest, most loving dog, and she would have taken her, but she has cats. Again, I don't want her to hear the tape, so I don't go back to it because of Brady's abhorrent comments. Jesus. She also said she doesn't care if you say her dad's name on the radio. He's a great man. He loved German Shepherds. Every shepherd he had, he rescued. Uh, She would love to see update pictures on Gretchen if she visits on the thing. And I fired back. I'm like, that's beautiful. I apologize for Brady. Uh, Yeah. Basically, <laughs> saying horrible things about a man who can't defend himself anymore due to passing on. Uh, she said, I did laugh when Brady started to talk about Ronald masturbating. I didn't understand why he was doing it. <laughs> I'm sure Ronald probably would have laughed too. But the lady I'm talking about, who's his daughter, probably wouldn't. She's an older woman. She seems pretty tightly buttoned up. I told her I was going to email you. Don't send her anything that we uh-uh. have. <laughs> and said, and said uh, I told her I was going to email you, and she said, good, and then asked what my name was, me, John Holmberg. Of your radio show, and she said, uh, maybe I'll give a listen. They sound like they're doing nice things. I gave her a small warning that Brady may talk about her father doing horrible things. <laughs> it's not for everyone. One of the guys on the show doesn't necessarily understand obituaries and kindness. And normally people and think that was me. me. Or yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone's entitled to their opinion, she said. The family Gretchen comes from truly great people. Uh, if the new owner of Gretchen is open to it, uh, we'd love to have pictures. Ronald's passing was very hard. Her family took it, or very sudden. Her family took it very hard. So I don't think they'd appreciate Brady's comments. But thank you, John, for helping Gretchen find a good home. Boy, yeah. Boy, I feel terrible. You should. You should. Yeah, I would. Yeah, you should. I think it's great, though, that you're the dickhead in this situation. Well, that guy ascends to heaven. He looks down at us and he goes, I'm talking to somebody up here about this. Whoever would have called that one right. Brady. I, yeah, I know he hates I know he's, he's playing like tough. I'm perfectly good with it. No, you're because not. It's I a can total see your beady Your eyes and now, tell the story. Ah, she's listening. It's not even close <laughs> Look, to being the I truth. I know, but I know you well enough to know this face right here is like, ah, oh, crap. I'm the dickhead. I can see it. You're a little <laughs> uncomfortable. And you did. 
say I'm not something. Comfortable one Brady iota. <laughs> Look at his face. Is that a different face than normal? <laughs> yes. You are a little different right now, and I've seen you get uncomfortable and say you're not. And this is the look. It's very funny because you did. You disappeared into your joke mind for a second about what you'd say about my obituary. You missed my transition back to Ronald, and then you fired and off. You missed my. You didn't transition. You have to understand. You are Whatever. not good. Whatever. You are You're right. Brady, listen. You're right. And this is when you get really uncomfortable is when you won't let anybody talk because you get nervous. You are bad at transitions. And sometimes you miss them. That's what makes you brilliant. That's what makes you great. You are not a quality communicator 90% of the time, which is why you're here. That's why we love you. I turned to Brett even to say, I don't know what he's talking about, but it's better this way. He's clearly still joking about my obituary, but it sounds awful right now because I think he missed the last two sentences where we were back being rosy and sweet again. That's probably the most frustrating thing. Is that you? Is saying a bad communicator? You're a bad communicator. On on, uh, the radio, on the microphones, Mm -hmm. for sure. Brady, it's all the time. No. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're becoming more created uh, more Ah. so on on stuff. I'm telling you, there's like you experience anxiety or something. Yeah. Microphones sometimes do change the way you communicate. You you are the same on the air as off the nah, air. Nah, it's changed, man. Now maybe I don't know if it's changed from before to today, but off the air you're the same. We well, we no, tell you to a, land the plane every once in a while when you're telling a story off the air. Brady, go on, come on, let's go. What are you talking about? Or we'll we'll even text each other. I don't know what Brady's talking about, right? Now. <laughs> I'm trapped. Like you, you have I gotta, moments. I got to figure this out, man. It is. It's but it's what's it's endearing. That's the endearing part of you. It's the childlike enthusiasm to your story that may or may not go anywhere. And it's fantastic. We love you for it. Don't try to change that. Don't go changing, Brady, to try and please me. Maybe that's my problem. What? That you're trying to change? Always pleasing you. No, no, no. You're never pleasing me. That's the best part. (laughs) Again, all the things you think you are are the things that would make you less endearing. The things you are embrace. Right. Mildly retarded and pretty fun to be around. (laughs) (laughs) Right. There's moments. You're not uh, completely incapable. I think you're taking it black and white. But there are moments where we look at each other and I'm like, I have no idea what he's talking about. And they're fun. Sure. They're the good ones. And that's off the And I too. find that with some of the topics that we talk about. What do you mean? Well, where it goes off the rails sometimes is where you feel like, you know, if there's a debate going on, I'm like, wait a minute, I don't think I'm wrong here, but right. it's twisted around to where you're wrong. Just like this example here. You had a choice. Not twisted. I didn't. You have had a choice. a choice to go down that route or not, now, but now, humor took over. Well, of course it does. That's what we yeah, do. That's what we do. But when it seemed like, holy crap, did he just throw <laughs> jerking off on top of this kind story? And then story? you, being the master, being of able course. to forward, fold that into the story, wasn't folding anything. You and you introduced it to the story, and I had to do something. Hey, maybe with it. I do that sometimes. Yep. I'm not denying. That. If I got a glove on. And somebody throws a baseball to me, probably going to throw the baseball back. I think we're playing baseball. I just thought you went on too long about now, this story. <laughs> if I got a glove like, on. How long are we going to do this? If I got a glove on and somebody throws a baseball to me, I'm playing baseball. If I get hit in the back of the head with a football, I'm acknowledging it. <laughs> so, you know, that's a good analogy and great communication. 101. He'll get it. Yeah. Will you're, yeah no, you we'll, we'll, be, we'll be dealing with this. In 20 years. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Years. yeah. Come on. You're adorable. Master thespian. That's acting. I know. Are you acting? I am a great actor. I don't think you are. (laughs) 
See, this is what we're talking about. That's the football hitting me in the back of the head. That came out of nowhere. Now i got to do something with it. See, as the host, you get hit with balls every once in a while. Speaking of And act- that's why I'm gay now. <laughs> yeah. Your part in the Frank Caliendo uh, piece for uh, Thursday Night Football when he was Belichick and uh, being interviewed by uh, either Jim. Oh, when I, I gave him a kid. That was like six years ago. Yeah, he put it up again. Um, I, I never saw it. It was the first yeah. time I saw it. What did I do? I just came in and gave him a little kiss. No, it was uh, get rid of the ghost. He was saying. Oh, Bill, oh, that was when uh, that was when uh, somebody had said they were seeing ghosts. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen it. They put it up put, again. Put it up again. I thought, oh, is this for uh, upcoming? I don't thing? Know. But I was like, that was awesome. That was pretty good. We, we got to put it up there. I don't know what it is. I, all I remember is I fought everyone at ESPN because they made me wear a Patriot shirt. It was very Monty Python. It's just a profile I, of I, your I head. I shot in and whispered <laughs> something. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's all I said. <laughs> that was yeah. That was a years ago. What is he posting those for? I don't know. I thought I it. No, yeah. I haven't been on. We haven't, he, he's doing stuff for ESPN again. I don't, yeah. I, I'm. I haven't been involved in any of that. That's been. That was years ago. Interesting. But yeah, I remember telling the ESPN guys, can I just wear a blue shirt? No, it's got to be a Patriot shirt. I'm like, I'm not wearing that. I won't do that. That's this. Holy cow. Oh, that's when uh, he was doing Berman. Interview. Oh, you know what I, You know what the funny part about that uh, thing is? <laughs> wow, look at your cameo there. Yeah, I am. Uh, you somehow brought back the ghost of Vince Lombardi to talk to the team? I'm not a sorcerer or some kind of conjurer. I'm a coach. One second. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Get rid of the ghost. That's like, it. It's my big oh, head. Wow. My big head shoots it. So the fun part about that is, is it's true? Frank doing Chris Berman, Frank doing Belichick. But the lines for Belichick, I'm, not a I'm doing Berman in the chair off camera. To do it was the, it's really cool the way that's, oh, like, yeah, it's all done. So I'm doing Berman's parts, and then when he switched over, uh, I did Belichick's parts. Is it true? It was kind of neat. You somehow brought back the ghost of Vince Lombardi. Yeah, that's great how they did the hair, the Berman hair. Yeah, he put, uh, he, <laughs> that's just a weird post. That's just because <laughs> the Patriots played last night, right? Yeah. And boy, did they. Did you see the end of the game by chance? I didn't. Cardinals first round pick back when Steve Kime was real drunk. Don't know how he has a job. He, Josh Rosen. They pulled Matty Ryan. Josh Rosen comes in with a couple minutes left. Pick six. He's terrible. They, one series, they're like, all right, that's enough of you. Some guy, Franks, comes in right after that. First pass, interception. Patriots had it again on the 10, and they just didn't. I thought Belichick was going to put it in again. Ended up just icing this team. I mean, they got slaughtered. That was a bad football game last night. If you found interest in that, it's because you were gambling. And I lost. I already lost I had my one bet. bet. I had one bet. Did you get it? Mac Jones to score. Oh, yeah, he's you know, running. He doesn't, yeah. He's got not I against that defense. Have it. Yeah. I had uh, ASU superstar. Um, dickhead who does nothing. Nikhil Harry getting two touchdowns. He never catches the ball. He's like eight eight receptions on the whole season. Was that your FanDuel bet? Yeah, he's a complete bust. That guy's a bust, bust, big time. And Nikhil Harry is the number one pick for them two years ago. They target him like twice a game max. He's got eight catches for the season. He had like three last night. 
That was a big, big game. Yeah, it sucked. Yeah, football stunk last night. I ended up just going back and watching old match game reruns. I thought I would have a nice football night. I'm like, nah, just watch old match games on the Buzzer channel. And Brady called me. He goes, what are you doing? Throwing your putt around the room like that dead dude? <laughs> like, Brady, inappropriate. I'm a good communicator. You can go f*** yourself. <laughs> I'm going to call Ronnie. And I'm like, hey, do you think Brady's communication skills are on point when he's off the air? Oh, I'd get a long laundry diet. It would be a dictionary of words I don't know of her saying, well, here's what I think. No woman thinks her husband can communicate because we don't understand. Uh, listen. Well, well, listening is a thing. But, yeah. but we, the reason why we don't listen to you is because when we start hearing all the illogical nonsense, it piles up and we have to say something. Like after the third illogical thing, ladies have that figured out, though. You just don't listen. That just means please don't talk until I figure out what the hell I'm talking about. And just let me talk until I figure whatever the hell it is I'm doing out. And they don't ever do it. So after about two, we think, this is a waste of time. You're not listening. I'm not listening to this anymore. You're all over the road. It's the best phrase you can say. Land the goddamn plane. This thing's flying around like it's made of balsa wood. You just don't let me finish. Shh. Oh, I'll finish. You're finished. That's all I want to do. <laughs> yeah, you're finished, sister. I'll leave you satisfied if you just shut up for five seconds. Uh, and I don't know if you guys saw that. Don Johnson went on TV to talk about this is how you know you're old and you're done in Hollywood. At uh, He's pretty much banged everybody there is. <laughs> he went on TV to say, I'm old. This is it. Will Chamberlain did it. A lot of old guys come out right before. And they, he's confessing. He's basically oh, he's saying. Like, and he's I, like, I'm a great lover. He's like, I'm really good. And he goes, and my reputation of being really good at it. Uh Bagged me a bunch of honeys I probably wouldn't have. And then he went down the laundry. He's been married five times, twice to Melanie Griffith, which I didn't realize. Oh, I thought it was just once. No, back okay. in 76, he married her, and it lasted like eight months, and then married her again in the late 80s. Okay. All right. In between that, he had a couple more marriages. Both of them were annulled. <laughs> like, like the ladies are like, this. we have to make it so this didn't even count. Like, this is zeroed out. And then the lady he's got now. And he's like, uh, eh, I pretty much, uh, I was boning chicks based on reputation and I, I, I'm a scientist. I'm a sex scientist. I'm like, Don Johnson might be, he might, the next announcements I, I expect about uh, Sonny from uh, Miami Vice. There was nobody cooler than Sonny Crockett from, nobody. you know, in the 80s. In the 80s, I mean, in 86 to 90. He could have banged anybody. And evidently he did. Yeah. And he says, I'm a sex scientist. So my next, uh, the next time we hear about Don Johnson is going to be his dementia diagnosis. Because this is him going out with a bang before he, dis- like, I guarantee you. Is he going to write it in a book? Uh, I wouldn't doubt it if he's got, you know, if he's the tell-all of who he's yeah. dealt. Yeah, it'd be pretty great. But all old men, Hollywood stars, really do that for uh, the, the girls. And I don't know that you can do that anymore. It used to be you get to, you get to be an actor and a rock musician for the chicks. And now with the Me Too and all the other stuff, and you can't hit on women You don't anymore. want to talk about it. You don't even it. want to talk about it. Yep. So Don Johnson's like, I was the king of it. He's going to be one of the last ones. Because uh, Glenn Ford... Uh, an actor from the 50s, 60s, and uh, 70s. He was around the 70s. Drank constantly. You'd recognize him if you saw him. Uh, his Wikipedia page is dedicated to all the women he banged because as he went out, he just told. <laughs> as he started to go out, he's like, hey, by the way, here's a list of chicks that I nailed, and you can confirm it with them or anybody else. I And the laundry list of women Glenn Ford hit is unbelievable. For a guy who, you know, he's a handsome man, but he wasn't overly attractive he did a lot of movies but it wasn't like he's a household name all of, you know but he was stealth he wasn't don johnson no no he lived well he lived next door to uh rita hayworth and banged her for years while he was banging everybody else and and he made her crazy 
and she was married, and he was married for a little bit, and he'd still just go next door and give her the goods, and then come back. And she, and she's like, I got to break up with the guy I'm with because this Glenn Ford is like the only one I need. And she went bananas because of him. But she's to me, her, uh, Grace Kelly, uh, Kate Beckinsale in her prime. You got Elizabeth Hurley for like a six month span there when in the late nineties. Those are probably the most beautiful people that have ever been on screen. Rita Hayworth is ridiculous. Ridiculous. And Glenn Ford pounded the lights out of that thing. I mean, that's pre-plastic surgery. That's the legit stuff. And that body and that face and the hair and everything else on Rita Hayworth. That's the whole reason Shawshank uh, Redemption was written. Because it's the original idea was Shawshank Redemption and Rita Hayworth were tied together because of the poster. Yeah. And then in the movie, they made it go on and on until it was Raquel Welch. But it was Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption, I think, is the original title. Oh, but yeah, look up Glenn Ford. So that was the old reason to get into showbiz. Is for all. I mean, Ralphie May banged a lot. Huh? Showbiz used to get your ass. He did. Oh my God. Yeah, Ralphie banged a lot. Wow. It, it, it was Ralphie May banged a lot. I'm just going to say that out loud for just to let it all soak in. It's like pouring water on somebody. It's like it's got a. Ralphie May got a lot of ass, and then got married, and then during the divorce, got a lot of ass again. Like, tons of it. And it wasn't bad. Like, Ralphie had high standards. And and he was pulling it, huh? Man. Had a... Uh, yeah. Either she played... Uh, she was an uh, athlete at FSU, I think, at Florida State. Remember her? That was uh, like uh-huh. about a year. And oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, he, I think it was around this time. Oh, he was going to marry her. Thanksgiving or something. Well, he was going to marry her. Something happened to the family. That either one? It was, it was pretty funny because it ended... Really quick, and it was something that happened. Was that the hot redhead? Yeah. Yeah, she was. Uh, she drank and drove his car around. That's right. Yeah, and he's like, but, she, she got pulled over. Yeah. And he's like, I can't have this. Yep. I can't have you killing people in my car drunk. I can't. And just, just she and, just was on, went on a party binge. Yeah, yeah. Well, just for a day, but she was drinking. They were both. I mean, look, yeah. Ralphie had no way to say, hey, you can't drink. But he was like, keep it together. I now remember, he around. went home and met her family. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what are yeah. you yep. doing? Yep. They stayed at my house. They slept in a queen yep. bed at my house. Ralphie is a queen bed. I was just going to say, how does anybody fit in that bed? She was fine with it. That's when I learned that Ralphie May floats because we all went swimming. And she came out and I'm like, she's, Ralphie, she's hot. Like she's in her bathing suit. I'm like, she's like really hot. I know, play. I can pull that stuff. I pull it all the day. I like this one though. I'm keeping this one around. And then Megan leaned over and goes, Ralphie's in the deep end. He's floating. <laughs> and he's smoking the whole time. It's the bobber. I see you fat. Actually, the phrase is, when you're fat as f- you float. <laughs> like, oh, I didn't know that. So he was just like a buoy in the lake yeah. and stuff. Breathing, just- talking, hand up above his head with a joint in it so it didn't get wet. And he'd look up. It was like the stethoscope, <laughs> the joint. So what are we going to do for dinner around here? You guys don't have any snacks. He always, when he was at my house, he always bitched. There were no snacks. You guys do with your time in the daytime between meals. They got no snacks. Got like light Ritz crackers. <laughs> Well, we got some Cheez-Its. I know. I ate that box already. And then he'd be like, I don't eat much. I don't eat much, play. I eat a little bit at a time. You've eaten the entire pantry. You eat a lot. <laughs> I can tell you why you're fat. You keep telling people you have little tiny bites. It's the stuff in between the meals. That The nonstop grazing is why Ralphie was a big man. He ate a lot. Not at dinner, not in front of you. But he'd pack that up, take it home. 
He to-goed everything. It's like he'd just have little nibbles. He'd always order plenty. He, he did that publicly to let you know. I mean, he lived at my house for three days. And those three days, food came and went very quick. In the middle of the night, I was sleeping on the couch because of a dog situation. And this planet walks through my kitchen. Ah, 3 a.m. I got to eat something. This is crazy. And that's when he ate in the middle of the night. He'd get up so nobody would see him. Make a sandwich, like nine eggs. Who wrote his obituary? Uh, Brady did. Oh, okay. I'm just making sure. This fat mother... <laughs> laughing, baiting, and he <laughs> loved chugging on chicks' cans and tugging his pud. <laughs> he also liked animals. <laughs> he tugged animal pud sometimes, too. Why not? Rest in hell, mother... The Brady eulogy. <laughs> uh, let's get a wake-up song, shall we? And I'm sorry to uh, the family of Gretchen that Brady was so insensitive to, you know, trying to land a joke rather than listen to the topic. It's I had to go a certain direction. You understand that as a host, when the football hits you in the face, you got to start playing some football. Uh, give us a wake-up song. 585-9800. A good one. We'll scream it together. It's 98 KUP. Wake up! What? No way. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.